Everyone uses their phone differently and in different places. The early risers use it here. The night owls use it here. And the never sleepers, good luck using it here. Wherever you are, you get more coverage with Xfinity Mobile because it auto-connects to millions of secure Wi-Fi hotspots and the best LTE everywhere else. It's wireless reimagined. Click, call, or visit XfinityMobile.com. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit Xfinity.com slash mobile. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. Yo, it's DJ Damage. All right, Melissa Ford's not here, but we have a really big replacement of uh, WAC 100. WAC. Got a brand new Honda Accord. Listen, you know, she. we've been waiting for the game to come up here because she said she's never had a Honda Accord, and that was just a line he used in the song. Yo, and it made her famous. It it, it kept her name ringing all over the world. <laughs> Funny story, I went to a meeting in Newport Beach two, yesterday, uh, two days ago, to meet with these white people about money. Super white, don't mm-hmm. know hip-hop. And they said, tell me about your show. And I'm pitching my show. And they go, I go, I got Melissa Ford on the show. And they go, does she still have a Honda Accord? I swear to God. <laughs> You're lying, yo. I, I was going to tell her today, but she ain't here. So, nah, bro, you know, with, you know, with social media, if the right person or the wrong person says it, yeah, it's going to go. And stick forever. Just what it is. So we can't wait for the game to come up here. Uh, so WAC 100, everybody knows WAC. If you, no matter where you live and around the world, you know mm-hmm. WAC. If you have an Instagram, you've seen WAC. And if you've listened to music, you've heard of WAC. When I think of you, I really think of uh, a great husband and a really great and present father. But that that's not a title that usually precedes you when people talk about you online. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like you hide that side no, because no. that's the softer, nicer side of no, you. I don't hide it because every time you see me, I'm with my family. Yeah, every mm. time. Right? So uh, I've been let go to Entourage at 50. I, we stopped doing that years ago, right? Death Row days. So it's like um, when I'm doing industry, a lot of industry business, the sad part about it is majority of the business I have to do is clean up business. Mm-hmm. So it's somebody in a, a horrible contract or, you know, somebody that got robbed uh, somebody being, you know, extorted or pressured because, you know, I'm totally against all that. You never heard a story of whack extorting or pressuring mm-hmm. or taking or, or nothing like that. I'm not, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. Never been into that, right? So sometimes I take the right approach, <laughs> and unfortunately in this world we live in, <clears throat> the wrong approach always gets the results. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I say which, it's the effective approach. Which which is the right approach because it's like, you know, it's like it's kinda like that kid in line, man. You know, you, the kid that got kicked, but only the one the kid that got caught is he the two turned around, punched the kid that kicked him, right? So, you know, <clears throat> the whack depending on who you ask and who you yeah. talking to, depending on the the you know, the answer you're gonna get. If if it's the if it's the victim that I, I helped, right, they gonna tell you one story. If it's the individual that was trying to victimize the victim and I had to deal with him, then they're going to give you another story. Mm-hmm. Can we can we talk about the foundation of WAC? Because I feel like even when I was uh, coming to do this interview, I'm telling people I'm interviewing WAC, and they're like, oh, he's the dude that said this, and he's the dude that got in a fight with that person. But I feel like a lot of the times as the journey goes on with social media, people forget the foundation and where WAC started and who WAC really Well, a is. lot of shit that I say... I think I, I get a lot of negative press because I, I'm not the sheep. I don't follow the sheep. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I just don't because everybody else go that way. I'm not going to go that. That's never been me. That's mm-hmm. never, I've always been a leader in, in everything I did. Even as a kid when we was running around the ghetto, like 
I wasn't following the crowd. I was leading the crowd. Mm -hmm. They was waiting for me to tell them what we was going to do, what we wasn't going to do. So it was like, you know, just because you say something, and me and Jason, we do it all the time. Like, he'll say something I don't agree with or vice versa. And you know what? We usually end up, after talking to each other, we like holding our chin like, well, you got a point. Well, listen, I've never been pressed by anybody in the industry, but why? <laughs> I never pressed. First in, of in all, a, in a nice let's way. Let's keep it real, Jason. Yeah, you, you always listen, show me love. Whack being a street dude, I am. So yeah. A lot of street dudes like to keep it real, right? Yeah. Here it comes. There's only three gay dudes <laughs> that can call my phone. <laughs> Openly gay dudes. Your wife's hairdresser. My wife's hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> Who's a friend of mine from the Bay. Uh, I, just I can't think of his name, but I know who yeah. Kurt. 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 At, uh, it was It Girl. <laughs> it Girl Fashion. I mean, It Girl Salon. Jason Lee. And my boy that worked in the Gucci store in the Beverly said I call him nephew, uh, Delano. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, they can call my And You know, like, one thing about me, like, I go in, I see Jason, I be with the homies. They be like, yo, whack, man. Ain't, I'm like, that's the homie. Jason, come on. And if you keep talking about it, I might introduce you to him. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? And see, all, and all three of those dudes, is one thing I know about them. They all fight. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm surprised and love hip hop. This yeah, is they try me. I'm like, you do realize I'm still a nigga, and two, you don't want to get beat up by a gay dude. On I, TV. I tell people that on top. Yo, a gay dude is a way worse dude to pick a fight with because if he gets one good lick in, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, but you've always showed me love. Uh, you've always what I like about you is you, there's no filter, but there's no bullshit. Like you know what you get. It is what it is. You take the cards you yeah. dealt. You either like it or don't. But it saves every. I feel like honesty saves everybody time. I feel like we're in a city now where, and I ain't talking about L.A. the city because yeah. when you meet the people like you, it's real L.A. people. Yeah. And then there's the migrants that move here and create this fake world. I don't know what that shit is. About. <clears throat> well, everything everything's a facade. Yeah, you got a lot of broke rappers, but they got the fake starter kit on. It looks good, and they may have a half a song out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, you know, they got the knockoff stuff going on, but you can't tell. You know, and everything's a facade, so it looks good. And you know you got to do that to sell yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, with me, like, like music really is like, it's not a primary for me. Yeah, I got I got an obligation to my artists, and a lot of my artists become like my family, my little brothers, Game, Ray J, you know, um, Blueface, and Blueface. So for me to like get to another level on something else, and then step away from something that I feel like. I complete them like they complete me. It's like me. It's like some disloyal stuff. It's like I used them to position myself to get mm -hmm. to something. And now that I don't need that, I'm going that way. So it's like, you know, the artists I deal with, they don't trust nobody. They different type of artists. Like, you really got to, like, be able to grab them and not be scared of them to get them to do the right thing or they'll go, go wrong. So I don't want to be sitting over here because I'm over here doing business in the Middle East on another business venture Then I hear about this happened with game, and I'm in my mind, I know if I'd have been there, that wouldn't have happened. So mm. it's like, you know, a lot of these um, artists really gave me my shot, my opportunity, and to being on the business side of music. See, with Suge Knight, I was on the business side because he allowed me to attend certain meetings with him and things like that to educate myself and meet people, but it was goon shit going on. Mm -hmm. It was go, 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 go. With Ray J, it was, he allowed me to negotiate his you know, my first business deal with E1. That's where Sexy Cat I came from, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? With, with, with game, it was the same thing. You know, and with, with being around these artists while you're doing business with these artists, the doors open and other people tend to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And 
through that, you kept growing and you kept growing, but things happened because look at the type of artists I'm managing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's two sides to me. It's a, it's a business side, that straight A student guy, that magnet school guy, people that know me, they know this. You know, I just grew up in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If my parents were, 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 were you know, uh, middle class and I could have lived in Woodland Hills, it might would have been a different story, but my father was a dope fiend. My mother was on welfare all her life. I've been paying bills since I've been 12, 13. That's why me and my wife been together since 14. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I've never had a chance to be You and your wife kid. been together that long? Yeah, 29 years. And she's solid, too. I saw her uh, backstreet at the, uh, backstage at the uh, Real Street Fest, and I said, oh, I'm going to need to holler at you about your husband. She was like, no, you need to holler at my husband. I was playing with her. She said, no, you need to holler at my husband. I said, damn, I can't even joke. Nah. But she really is the definition of ride or die. No, that's 29 years. We're talking eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, you know, she didn't drove the car. She didn't been in every trial. She didn't been to every institution, juvenile hall, you know. And I, you know, I went to prison as a uh, as a juvenile. Mm. <clears throat> to prison? Yeah, I was the first. I was in Solidad when I was 16 years old. Damn. You know, what was that for? Um, I had a uh, attempted murder that was reduced down to a assault with a deadly weapon. And what had happened was I'd already been to Youth Authority, right? Mm -hmm. So when they sent the evaluation back. And I've all, I can't lie, I've always <clears throat> been like a thinker. I want to outthink you. So they, they sent the thing back and said, um, due to his level of manipulation and sophistication, <laughs> we deny him entry to California Youth Authority. We don't want him back here. Right. So I'm looking at 17 years at the time. So the judge didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. 16, I can't see him in Youth Authority. Mm -hmm. I can't keep him in Juvenile Hall. So she was like, look, would you sign a, a release, right? Um, but you signed a release. We like 14, 15 oh, right damn. there. Would you sign a release to go to prison? <clears throat> and I'll give you a time re um, reduction. So I, they took off 10 years. You telling me you going from 17 to 7? I not, but let's go. Because at that time, being a young gangbanger, I was gangbanger at that time, that was like that was like part of your resume. You had to go to the pen. To, get, I, to get the respect? Yeah, straight out just what it was, yeah. right? So... And I'm decorated at the time. I'm young. I got an 18-inch bicep. I'm swole. I got my French braids. I'm tatted. Let's go. I'm going to go up there with the homies, and we're going to keep this going. You know what I mean? So I ended up doing, like, for a seven-year joke, I did, like, five and some change. I should have did, like, three and a half years, but I got there right in the middle of that, the, the racial war starting between the blacks and the Hispanics, which was new to me. Mm -hmm. Coming from Pacoima, like, <clears throat> you know, out here, Crips and Bloods got into it, and then the Hispanics got into it. It was never, like, that mix like that. So that changed everything in prison. So is it prison that changed it? Because I didn't know. Nah, prison def definitely for me. Because when I'm from the Mexicans, <clears throat> the black people, they, they get along, we but they have their own separate beefs. But when I moved here, I found out race was real. No, nah, I mean, because it, it, it became a territorial thing because of the drug trade. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, blacks, uh, believe it or not, we control the majority of the major projects out here. Mm -hmm. You only got one, which is maybe like Aliso Village that's like dominated by the Hispanics. But you know, everything in Watts, you know, the projects that was in Inglewood, um, certain places, the big projects, the jungles, you know, that's all like mm -hmm. black control. And when you're looking at the drug trade, you need control of that to control that. So how did you become one of the most respected people out here in the streets? Because you're, you're respected in the industry and unlike a lot of people who have, I think, their thumb on their talent or their talent's afraid mm -hmm. of them. You have respect from them, but you have a lot of respect and fear in the streets. How do you, because I think of you and Big U, really are the only two people I think of when it comes to just the people no, it's a, to I help think, regulate. 
<clears throat> I think the reason why some ideas you'll say whack is more of us, and I'm going to name them because they definitely deserve they, they, they credit and respect. Um, you got Wacko, you know, from mm-hmm. Compton. Um, West Side Power, you got Top Dog. You know what I mean? Is Who, that talk with TDE? It's TDE. Okay. You know, he's from Nickerson Garden Bounty Hunters. Okay, okay. And right now, um, you know, when people talk about Death Row and Suge, and people, I hear people say things like, yo, you want to be the Suge? I'll be like, shit. I don't want to be 53 years old to the first 28 year sentence. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about the structure of business, as far as the the success of business, Top yeah. Dog is the front runner of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? His independent company is the front runner of that. We, we're all we're all levels up under him. You know what I mean? So he's one of my mentors and one of my teachers. And it's funny because when he was on his way up, it was little pieces of the puzzle I had that I helped him out with. And I tell people, man, like never deny a person because you never know who they're going to become. You never know right. who that individual is going to become. And I think people will uh, uh, discount somebody's uh, journey in the streets to, to, to the fact that it may stop or it will stop there. Like you could still continue on to become whatever you want. But listen, man, listen, and just to the youth, don't let them fool you. You hustle on the block to get off the block, mm-hmm. period. It's not smart to <clears throat> find a way off the block and then you coming back to the block every day. Mm-hmm. Not smart. Top dog every year, you know, he goes to his projects. That's his big Christmas thing. Suge used to do that too. Yeah, and then throughout the year, you know, it's families and things that that we all do and take care of and things that we do. You know, I mean, uh, Blueface is a young artist I have now, and I'm trying to instill that in him. Like um, Saturday, he has his first Christmas drive. You know, the World on Wheels. That's his section. It's his neighborhood over there. I mean, like he's giving away a thousand pair of shoes and. You know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal donated all the Papa John pizzas and Fashion Nova came to the table and they bringing the hoodies and <clears throat> just drift. It's just a drive for the kids because in his mind, he's like, you know, a lot of kids want to be fresh, so I'm going to give away Jordans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, but at 22, for him to even have that in his in his head that this is something I want to do is, is, is a great thing for me. You know, and, and there's two sides of me. I can come smile. I'm a businessman. I'm a father. You know, I'm a husband. I'm a friend. But if you fuck with my family mm-hmm. or my people or some associates or you interfering in some business I have going on, it's another side to me as well. You know, that's where the street structure and the, the prison structure come from. I'm just in control of it because I've never been I never been on drugs. I don't even know how to inhale, exhale. Oh, you never smoke? No, nah, I don't know how to do none hey, of that. You never smoke? Hell no. Nah, you don't drink either? Well, I, you got to understand my name and my era coming up meant something totally different than what it means today. Mm-hmm. And to be focused, right, to be focused yeah, because be you had to win. Like, you couldn't commit a crime and then get caught and think you won. Even if the guy you committed the crime on is not here anymore, but you get caught for that crime, you still lost. So in my mind, you know, I had to be focused with everything I was doing. You know what I mean? Because it was, it was, it was, it was violence. Mm-hmm. This shit was driven on violence, bro, because you didn't, you didn't want to give a God opportunity to come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That so it's like, you know, coming from that and understanding it. That's why I and I stand on this. Since 1994, I have not authorized or been in the presence of anybody being initiated on the gang. Mm-hmm. I won't even allow it in front of me. Mm-hmm. 
Period. My kids like this young man right here. I was I was I was about you know to say. That. Listen, if you ever you see whack I mean? with his kids, and you remind me a lot of my brother who who was murdered early. He was Pyru from uh, Northern California, gotcha. but he he never drank, never smoked. He mm-hmm. was all about his money. Uh, he was the most respectable business person, but also the most respectable family person. I, I always say like he really was the father I never had. Gotcha. And when I see you with your son, I mean, it's do you purposely? parent him in a way that keeps him out of some of the stuff that you went through? Well, first things first, I let him know everything I went through. Mm-hmm. I let him know exactly who his father is. I let him know the reason why I missed the four years of your life is this. I let him know if you go down that route, the route I've been down, this mm-hmm. is what is going to get you. <clears throat> Period. I don't I don't hide nothing from them. They know exactly who their father is. Their mother instills a lot of the church stuff into them. Me, I'm going to send him to the fight school because... He ain't grow up in the projects. Mm-hmm. You know, we learn how to fight, fighting every day. Mm-hmm. But as a man, as a, as a he's becoming a he's become a man. So I gotta instill the things of survival in him. You know, instead of getting a gun from the big homie, you know, you're 21, let's go to the gun store and then I'm gonna get you a trainer to teach you how to use that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everything I have in me, he has in him just the right way. Right, 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 right. Same skills, but the, But we living in a we living in a world where a lot of things happen the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I don't, I, I advise anybody that's in the ghetto that's 18 to 21 that doesn't have any felonies to go to the military or go to the police, and for, to go to, to the, um, to go to the police, and for, the police mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. Straight up, I tell them all the time. They say, why, why you say that? Well, if I got one of my little homeboys right here that I know where he grew up at, but he didn't get caught doing nothing. And I know he got a license to carry that gun. Who else I want with me? For your yeah, security. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who else I want with me? They ain't going to put him in the police station in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talking about all this police brutality and, and all. You know, who else you want pulling over, pulling you over as a black man and somebody that understands you, yeah. who's been pulled over like you? Mm-hmm. You know, so this whole thing of, 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 of the army, the military, mm-hmm. got a place for a black man. Man, listen, man. Somebody graduated from high school. Goes to college, yeah. Versus somebody that goes straight to the air force. Four years later, put them both together, together and let's see where they at. Yeah. You, you recently went after Ti for posting a. You posted the commercial of him uh, promoting Crime Stoppers, which got a lot of people talking, and then that made it on Hollywood Unlocked and went viral. And people were texting to me. When you decide to to take a shot like that, was that something that he started or something that you just put out? Because <coughs> nah, said- I, I don't I don't start too much. The problem is. I'm an extremist, so like, you'll throw a pebble at me, but I'm gonna throw a mountain at your ass, so I get all the attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, <clears throat> look, I'm the first to say, right, the the politics and, and the rules and regulations of the streets are so contradicting and so distorted to where it's like, when you're a part of this shit, certain things you know, even though it's the right thing to do, you just can't do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You just because can't there's do, consequences. You can't do it because you can't represent this and then represent that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like Jason, with you on some real stuff. It's one another reason why I respect you, right? Mm-hmm. You a teller person, Lo. I'm gay. I've never seen you over here trying to trick a female. Right. 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 And then on the flip side, in business, I've never seen you flirting with a male. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever a person does in this private time, that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> at least you come as who you are. So when you come in with this street persona, right, 
it's just rules that we got to follow that what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Like I can see for, for real, I can see an individual get murdered right in front of my face, robbed or whatever. And the police come and say, Hey, the camera has you, you seen the individual. Can you give us any information on it? It could have been my son. I can't give up that information. Wow. Which is a very irrational thing. Mm-hmm. It's in, in the, <clears throat> in the eyes of life is wrong, but that's the irrational place we come from. Well, Remy Ma recently said that when you live by the streets, you have to live by the code. So that exactly. So that's where the code applies. And, and like we don't know what the problem is, bro. We don't know who made up the code. It could be a motherfucker with a third grade education that was on PCP. Mm-hmm. It's just been in place, and that's what it is. And then they have today what they call selective politicking, mm-hmm. where. Because it's this dude and he's just doing this and he has money or he's helping these people, we're gonna overlook what he did. Mm-hmm. But if it's the same, another guy does the same thing, we're gonna punish him. Mm-hmm. But, but when what, we had Casanova here recently and I had asked him, like, when does the code apply? Because you, uh, I remember when you had, uh, what's the rapper's name who tried to come after Game in Miami and you just knocked him out? Stitches. Stitches. He was the he was the early 6'9", with the tattoos all over his face yeah, and yeah, stunned yeah. on Instagram. I, I didn't know who Stitches was <clears throat> at the time. I just saw somebody was a threat to my to my client, to my artist, to my little brother. But you kind of ended his online, he, you kind of ended him. I mean, after that, it was, there, you can't really come back You know, back Stitches calls me today. Mm-hmm. He still calls me. Like, he sent me his music to critique his music. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Um, <clears throat> politics kicked in, and then a couple weeks after that, he called and apologized. And you know, even he was misled in that situation. Somebody yeah. sent him to do that. He didn't really have none personal against game, but you playing out the social media, who's a better guy to attack or confront <clears throat> than game? Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, game was on a, a active probation. He had a new beef, a new case, and you know, um, and I wasn't going to risk that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to allow that to happen. But that's the difference between. <clears throat> the management in the office and a manager that's from the streets that understands the office. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to touch more on what you said earlier about facades. And when I look at you, I do look at a man that's a businessman. Yeah. Like if you're a fly on the wall and wax talking, you can learn something. Also, you put your family first. There was a recent um, back and forth with Blueface and another new artist, Young Row. Meek Mill's artist. Definitely. Yeah. And he was suggesting that he should buy a chain, kind of like. I feel like he was feeding into the facade thing you were talking about mm-hmm. where Young Row wanted to prioritize doing something for his family, something I think Wack yeah. would more so. <clears throat> and I woke with. up to that, and I'm going to keep it real. Blueface, that's my artist, my little bro. I love him to death, love him like a son, right? But my words to Blueface was, you wrong. Mm. I wanted to get your perspective on that because I no, thought I, like I believe because everybody's, everybody's, everybody's mission is different. And um, I looked, went back and looked at the other artists is um, what he was saying, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he saw I think something about the, uh, dialysis and yeah. his grandmother, somebody of dialysis, right? So, Blueface, what he was trying to say was position yourself for people to want to follow you as a fan mm-hmm. and that gets you to the money, right? Which is the So then you smoke, can provide for your Or family. you can provide. This what Blueface was trying to say. More from the branding. And, yeah, and, and when you texting and doing yeah, shit. Yeah, it was probably left out. It of was it. left out. So he, he wasn't, I told him he was wrong for even commenting on the guy openly like that because he didn't know him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you never know what somebody's going through. You know, Lord forbid the next day, you know, dude's 
uh, whoever the lady is, yeah. something happens to her, you know, then it turns into something else, mm -hmm. right? So what Blueface was attempted, was trying to say was, spend the money on this, right? So you can get to more money to do that. Right, right. Because he was trying it, to tell him to invest in his brand. Because what he, what Blueface is saying, man, you don't know if that's going to be your last 50 mm -hmm. in this game. We've mm -hmm. seen people get a little bit and gone and stay around a little bit and make a little more. So that's what he was saying. You know, and what I said out with Blueface, Blueface is a very, very intelligent kid. And he listens to you. I mean, I've seen you guys together. He listens to you. Yeah. So when I told him, like, look, I understand what you're saying, but this is the way he took it. He got it. And so what he did is he banned up and he DM'd the guy back and kind of let Fix him know it. where he was coming from. But yeah. if that was to escalate, because you've banned Meek Mill from coming to L.A. before. No, I, you, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't ban Meek Mill. We just had a situation. We had a problem, and I just happened to be from, you know, Southern California, just like Meek Mill's from Philly. You know, Meek Mill's a real dude. He got real people around him. So <clears throat> you got to understand it's kind of give or take because when you're dealing with Philly, you got Philly, you got New Jersey, you got New York, even Baltimore. So it's like... You know, the same rules apply on that side. I got a strong team on that side. I've been playing at East Coast for a very long time, right? So it was never a thing to say you banned from coming out here because even then he still had ties with, with other tribes out here that could have moved him around. It was just really another situation going on that really didn't have nothing to do directly with me, but it mm -hmm. was involving game. But if that was to escalate with Blueface and his artists, would you pick up the phone and call him and y'all would fix it? I definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I de we at the point right now where I could have called Tagger, called Meek Mill, and, and we could have definitely um, rectified that. I wasn't going to allow that to happen. Because you were the first person that actually made me think of <clears throat> the business side of what you do in the streets. And I'm not going to get into all the details because yeah. you can tell that if you want, but in terms of the communication around the country. You know, because where I'm from, people think <clears throat> I just move out of town and the beef is gone. Nah, definitely. <laughs> if you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. This movie has it all. An unbelievable all-star cast, great action, smart writing, and it's funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marson, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. McConaughey plays a kingpin named Mickey Pearson, who runs a London-based weed empire. When he tries to cash in and get out of the game, he puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Guy Ritchie really returns to his gangster roots on this one, and it looks dangerously good. If you haven't seen the trailers yet, they're hilarious and available online now. The Gentleman is in theaters everywhere, January 24th. Be sure to check it out. I'm in, <laughs> six, six, I, I'm in 13, you, 14 states at all times. But I mean, man, you know, little, yeah, little town shit. I'm not, no disrespect nah, to little town gangsters. I'm just saying where I'm from. I'm, I'm moving to Oakland. I'm good. I don't have to go back to Stockton. It, here, shit. you cannot escape it. Nah, you definitely can't because it's like, and we don't have to talk about the operation. It's like, like the business crosses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know how many times like somebody land in Atlanta, and uh, I may call over to the QC and say, "Yo, P, my people there. You know, could you make sure they straight?" Now that's all I got to say. Get off the phone mm -hmm. and whatever they need, they got it mm -hmm. right. So if I look up and. Somebody he got an issue with in Atlanta happens to migrate my way to my backyard, and that call goes in, right? Then I gotta 
I gotta acknowledge that call. So you never know. <laughs> you can't. You know what I mean? Then, then whatever with me comes with that. You know what I mean? So you never know. But, but, but you know, for the last, I don't know if you guys noticed, for like the last 10, 12 years, it's been minimum. It's been very gang quiet, violence yeah. within yeah. the urban hip hop community. That's good because of the table that's created. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Crips and Bloods and everybody's tied to somebody. So before we let it escalate, we'll have a conversation with each other. Which is something I do since I moved out here, respect, where I see people actually get on the phone yeah. and talk a situation through before escalate. I've never seen that before. I've been in situations where I'm in the back seat and people are making calls and I'm like, yeah, we fix this it. shit is organized. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fix it. But you have, to, you have to respect it too. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some people that... They give respect yeah. to people and I feel like a lot of times when people come up in the streets now, they lost that respect for people that came before them. So when I see it in any light, I kind of admire it where it's like, wow, you actually call somebody and they can tell you, don't do that, think on that and they respect yeah, and then we'll put a call into the other side. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a lot of these little youngsters, man. Like a lot of the old heads gotta respect. A lot of these little dudes is real, even though they're like Trippy Red. He's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he's a real little dude. He got mm-hmm. real, he got real soldiers around him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, and I I, I really like him because he'll call me, like when he ready to, you know, he'll call me and he'll listen to me and he'll he'll give me that chance to make that call for him. Mm-hmm. Not that he's scared, it's just that. You know, he told me, like, yo, man, I want to get to be where you at one day for us age-wise. So, like, if your crazy ass is still around here, <laughs> you must know something. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of real dudes. Um, you know, uh, Lil Baby, real dudes. You know what I mean? Like, they got real squads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, <clears throat> um, what's her man um, be wearing a dress? No, young thug. Uh, young thug. Young thug. Yeah, yeah, thug no, I yeah. heard he really, he <laughs> yeah, really real dude. Like yeah, you know, he may he may be it. fucking around. <laughs> real dude though. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You got a lot of real dudes. You know, Casanova. You know, he got a lot of people that that, that, that fuck with him out there in um, Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, you know, it's a lot of real dudes out there. But when you think about like when you think about people like Six Nine, especially what he's going through right now, where he literally today got sentenced to twenty three months. He's already served, I think, thirteen. He'll be out in a minute. He's gonna be out in a minute. That to me changes. This is what, what's gonna happen to Six Nine. Six Nine's gonna get out. He's gonna move to Europe. He's gonna be a bigger streaming artist than he was before he mm-hmm. left. This is what's gonna happen to him. And in defense of Six Nine, Six Nine did nothing wrong. <laughs> but didn't he? Don't, nah, he did nothing wrong. But, but, but this I is. But this I is, told everybody you'll never find nowhere where Wack was can't with Six Nine. Ne- never. No, but that's what tell you why he did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You're a straight man, right? Mm-hmm. Straight. So let's just, we're going to use Jason in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> we got eight straight men, right? Uh-huh. And we like, we got to get one more dude. And you're going to let the gay dude in. Right? We let the gay dude in, Damn, right? fucked off the gang. And we going to the motherfucking locker room. We in this locker room, everybody got stripped down and all that, right? So we elected to let <laughs> the gay dude in. <laughs> the gay dude in, right? So now you mad. <clears throat> Because you seen the gay dude glance at you, right? Mm-hmm. I say that to say this. Mm-hmm. In a circus, right, the clown has to put on his uniform. After the circus, the clown takes his uniform off, okay? That whole situation, everybody knew that this kid with rainbow hair is not a fucking gang member. Mm-hmm. But because of the politics of the dollar, 
he got some people to get behind him and they gave him all this blood, blood, blood and all that in the video and that made it different for the kids. They see the rainbow, they see this, they see this, see that, right? Okay, when the circus was over, right? The clown, who everybody knew was a clown, took off his uniform, his bozo nose and shoes, and sat under that light and was who everybody knew who knew him to be. Mm-hmm. A little old fucking Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's Spanish. Well, I don't know what the fuck yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> A real normal kid. Mm-hmm. Right? So who, do, do you blame 6ix9ine or do you blame that fucking block? I, I do blame the block, but also. He did what he supposed. My son I- is not trained. My son is going to tell the fucking truth. He doesn't know nothing about snitching. In, in the civilized world, mm-hmm. snitching is held to gangsters. Mm-hmm. They knew he was not a gangster. Yeah. So why are you subjecting him to gangster shit? Damn. And I and I agree with you there, but I feel like there were certain instances where he's naming people that have nothing to do with his situation. Like he named Cardi B, he named Jim Jones. No, but he, he's not. You speak- let you just let the gay dude in the locker room, and you mad now that he, he's looking. He's looking at everybody. You know he gay. That's the point. You you a grown man. You asshole naked. What what you think he gonna do, bro? I'm looking. But that's, that's what I'm saying. But that's the point. <laughs> but I think that's the point. That analogy. That analogy is perfect. That. Wait, wait, hold on. That yeah, analogy is yeah. perfect because he's not saying you you brought the gay dude in the locker room and he only looking at the team. The gay dude looking at everybody. Everybody. Because it's a free fall. And blue face, right? Mm-hmm. Another youngster would have been in six nine shoes. I say all the way wrong. Blueface coming this shit. He pushing them streets. He schoolyard cripping. He yeah. been doing it day one. He fall up under the politics and the script of the streets. This dude, everybody knew you like. They just so, discovered yeah. him and put him in it. But is that because they took their eye off of what the street code is supposed to be and got focused on no, the dollar? Be, only? It was the dollar, bro. Yeah. That's that's what it was because it was real people that that's caught up now, like real, real credible dudes from over there, right? But they allowed a dude to bring this dude, the clown. Mm-hmm. They done brought the clown into the motherfucking drug room. Like, they, they cooking cocaine. They doing everything right here. They done brought the clown in here, right? So when the clown takes off his uniform and they say, all right, what did you see? We're going to get you 47 years. What you think the civilian's going to do? Mm-hmm. He was a civilian. I stopped being a civilian at the age of 11. When I crossed over and started committing crimes and seeing things, at that point in time, I was obligated to the code of the streets. This dude never had an obligation. So do you blame him for being who he is? But would he be allowed to come to L.A. now and do that? Like, could he come here? Because now people are saying the industry in the United States is going to embrace him again. Listen, I strongly advise him not to do those type of things, but... If he wanted to come do a show at the Staples Center, you goddamn right he can do the show. He's gonna sell out the show. He's gonna get in and out safely. I'm gonna tell you why. He's gonna pay My for it. My 15 year old daughter doesn't give a damn about that. No. And all the rest of these kids, that's his fans, could care less about that because they're coming up in a different time and age, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have the fans that's gonna pack the building, right? The money's being made. Okay, now you have the local police department. SWAT 
or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck else you need to have. Remember, he's tied to a major label, and they're going to spin that bag. They're going to walk him in like Drake when the shit was going on with Meek. <laughs> walked his ass into Philly with whatever guards he had around him. They're going to walk him in there, right? The fans, his little kids, they don't give a damn about that. He's going to do his show. Make his money. They're going to escort him right back to Van Nuys Airport or lock down one of these goddamn the floor, left floor at the W, mm-hmm. where can't nobody come up, and he's going to leave. Damn. This is the reality of it. Everybody confronting. We gonna, you not going to do shit because you're not going to have the opportunity to do it. Does that change the game then? No, bro. Listen. Now, I ain't telling you he finna walk through Compton. Mm-hmm. Or, or walk through he ain't walking uh, a Roscoe. motherfucking Eaglewood like it, uh, or, or through a ghetto. I ain't saying that. I'm saying within the industry, mm-hmm. his safety can be guaranteed and controlled when he's doing things. Mm-hmm. Now, if he if he want to be stupid and jump in the car and drive down the street, then that's on him. Yeah. But let's just be. And I'm saying this so when it happens. I don't want nobody tagging. Hey, Wack 100, what's up with you street niggas? I see 6ix9ine performing at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I told you he could perform at the Staples Center. I mean, with the right <laughs> amount of security, he can move anywhere. He's going to be able to do He's he going to have the security. He de- listen, bro, listen, he's going to be, listen. And the police. Listen, he's going to get out. Y'all got to understand what they did. Do you not know, you didn't notice at the time they started to do the 6ix9ine the trial when all the telling came out? They started to release the footage of him being kidnapped, mm-hmm. or the footage of his, uh, his manager making him look like a doing vic- this. Him so look like now a the kids are like, "Remember our kids, the one we raised as civilians? Oh, well, they did that. He was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Now we ain't gonna. I'm not gonna tell my kid. Hell no. Nah. He was supposed to stay down and keep a gangster. I'm not gonna do that. Right. You're not gonna do that, <laughs> right, right? Right. So it was strategically done to where it kind of like to us. I've never listened to a 6ix9ine song that came on the radio. So I don't count. I don't matter. I don't stream. I don't matter. It's my daughter mm-hmm. that has my credit card tied to that damn account. She's the one that matters. And you're talking about the worldwide market, too. Because L.A. and Miami, the United States is one thing. But go over to Europe, you're going to sell he's out He's going to go stadiums. to Europe. I'm telling you, he's going to stay in Europe. He's going to get about a quarter million dollars a show. He's going to sit right there. He's going to stream. And, and with his first visit back to the States, he going to sell it out. He'll sell out Madison Square Garden. Mm. He go to New York. It's really going to go. Yeah. Now, I was surprised to see the whole controversy with, with you and Nipsey because I know that you respected Nipsey. No, listen, that's that's really not. And that's what social media has done. It's really not controversy. Like, um, Nipsey as a man, an individual, where you from, um, his business ventures, um, who he was as a father, as a husband. What he represented. I've never spoke on that because me and Nipsey never spent that type of time together, mm-hmm. right? When somebody asked me a, a simple question based upon a legend in music, right? Me being who I am, you understand where I come from. That word, that word, just like I've never seen a 15-year-old die as an OG. You have to be around long enough to obtain that status. Mm-hmm. So when I speak on legend in music, I'm speaking on stats. You know what I'm saying? I personally felt like he had two, three great songs last time I checked. And it was one of my favorites. That should have went big. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't go big, I don't know what mm-hmm. the politics was. But um, uh, he dropped one 
album, not his mixtapes, in like six, seven years, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to be considered a legend in my book, where I come from, now, in, talking, in music, in music, we talking LL Cool J, we talking Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, you know, Body, we talking, uh, you know, and even like to Snoop. let's just let Snoop and let, we can let me tone it down. We talking, you know, Outkast, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, it's like. You have to have those stats. It's a lot of people that have been around that don't have the stats. Mm -hmm. That have been around 2025. One of my favorite rappers that doesn't have the stats, Cam. Because mm. Cam was a, a real political mm -hmm. rapper. And I told him 20 years ago, boy, if you don't tone that shit down, they're going to block you out. Cam was too real for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was really like, he was like, a, like the rapid Malcolm X. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but Cam doesn't have the stats because politically they kind of, the label's kind of like, blackballed him a little bit so his sales wasn't there but you know to me I look at him as a legend differently in music it's, it's levels to it you got like E-40 yeah E-40 he, he, they say he's a Bay Area legend look I was gonna say yeah. he's a Bay Area but I, I gotta give him a little more than that West Coast mm -hmm. legend mm -hmm. right yeah then you get a guy like Game that comes after E-40 that has crossed mm -hmm. right right his legendary status as still being a living legend 15 years in the game 30, 40 Million records sold. He done been on world tours 18, 19, 20 times. He done did all kind of things. It's, it's different. And then we go to Cube. Like, games not Cube. Legendary status, mm -hmm. right? So, and I think what we need to start factoring in, because I, I gave, I always play devil's advocate with myself. I think we should factor in underground legends. Mm -hmm. Big L. This dude never went mainstream, but mm -hmm. underground. You know on what I'm Cibo. Saying? Do you remember Sebo? I, I, I did all my prison time yeah. on Sebo. Yeah. Right? So, um, <clears throat> underground legends like Dub C. Dub C, one yeah. of my favorite mm -hmm. rappers. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, he may not have had the stats, but he was part of the cultural, our culture when he was kicking the door down for this West Coast. Mm -hmm. And always part of big movements, you know what I mean? West Side Connection, him and Q right now, they still tour the world 100, mm -hmm. 200 times, 200 shows, two-hour shows every time they get up there. So what the world did, they took what Wax said and said, oh, he said, Lip Nipsey not a legend. No, we're talking music. I'm not talking nothing else. I think well, that's well, what... Ju well, Juice World just died, and people online were saying he's a legend, and I'm like... I like I like Juice he World. Been he around, he, he had great numbers, but, but he ain't been around long enough. But I feel like that's where you and Jason are similar to me. When people question your point of view, you're man, coming up, I remember how crazy things would get on Black Friday. My aunt would wake me up at four in the morning to wait in long lines just to get some sneakers that we probably can get on discount the next week. Well, check this out. There's no need to get crazy this year. I'm letting you know ahead of time and about an amazing Black Friday Cyber Monday deal on something you're actually going to use every single day a pair of wireless earbuds and headphones from Raycon. You guys know about Raycon, awesome company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive, so he and a bunch of audio engineers and music industry folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. They sound just as good as other premium brands, but start at half the price. Understand this, the best deal in premium audio just got even better for Black Friday, and trust me, you do not want to sleep on this one. Go to buyraycon.com slash unlock to check out Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings. I can't even tell you how good the deals will be. You have to check them out on the site. That's buyraycon.com slash unlocked. Buyraycon.com slash unlocked. I'll double, double down. You know, and I feel like it got people didn't really want to realize that you were just talking about music. It just looked like to them it's like you were just shitting on his legacy. They wanted me to be the sheep. 
mm. if just follow what they say, right? And <clears throat> anybody that's keeping it real, they they'll tell you like what well, shit, you know, he when it comes to music. Now listen, now if you ask me about certain artists like you think in twenty years mm -hmm. or fifteen years or ten years this artist is gonna be a legend. And I gotta like critique what I think they doing now and I say, fuck no, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me if Nip had another ten years on him, you know what I'm saying? What he had got there, I believe so. Because his section definitely supported him. Mm -hmm. He come from a strong section. You know what I mean? So um I'm not saying that he didn't he wasn't um having any to be that at his time of demise because it was so early, he was like 33 years old, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And <clears throat> his body of work wasn't as vast at that time. His numbers and his stats didn't constitute that. Mm -hmm. Well, he, so, he's, uh, I mean, but he's had a, a legendary impact on the city since oh, his no, past, no, right? Oh, no, 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 listen. Oh, no, listen, he, he's, he's, um, it's like, like Biggie Smalls. I said the same thing about Biggie yep. and they took it out of, Blew it up. At the time, Biggie died in 1997. At that moment, Biggie was a superstar. He, but he, he became was, legendary later. He, he was not a legend at that yeah. time. Now, since then, it's been movies and 800 rappers dropping his name, people remixing his beats, and this, this, that, another. He became that. But at that time, Right, we talking stats and numbers. Nah, he wasn't. I, I mean, I got when when Wag did the video. I got what he said. He explained it. Yeah. I got what he said because when Michael Jackson died, he died a legend. Right? Hell yeah. Now Justin Timberlake dies today. He's not a legend. That doesn't mean Justin Timberlake hasn't done great music. He hasn't charted. He hasn't. You don't think JT might oh, be no, a legend? I, I might, I might oh. question you. Yeah. Well, no. JT, got some, JT got some projects. Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, I, I know. I did, I'm to, gay. I didn't play with Mickey no, Mouse. He's but, not. What I'm saying is talking some Mike shit. That's some like but, but levels I, too. I, I guess that was my point. <laughs> like, know, I guess yeah, that yeah. was my point. When you're talking about music, we all reserve the right to decide yeah. what a, a legend is, right? Like I personally, Mike is a legend. We would all agree to, but I don't think of Justin Timberlake. But I didn't look at, especially knowing your relationship with Game, Game's relationship with Nip, your relationship in the community of yeah, Los yeah, exactly. Angeles and entertainment, that you were shitting on the legacy of of Nipsey Hussle by Definitely having an get, opinion look, shitting about on, shitting on the legacy is shitting on the Rolling Sixties, right? And I've I've always. Um, been an open voice like that's like one of my second families you know big you over there <clears throat> um that's my big brother he's like he wants only he wanted very few people that could really come knock on my door at two o'clock in the morning and say i need to fucking talk to you you tripping and i'm open the door and i can call his wife and tell on him mm -hmm. if he pissed me off you know we do that kind of thing with each other mm -hmm. right so just the politics of where nipsey's from right i'm never gonna shit on this section because i got too much respect for his section but you know I think just because it's me, right? Anything I say, they take it and they twist it and they they make it to what they want it mm -hmm. to be. Like look, I had a little altercation, right? You can't tell. Whack got rolling out. I got knocked. Let, out. Wait, is, Man, let me tell you it's something. It's not little. Whack one hundred got knocked out. That's big as Donald Trump being impeached today. <laughs> that shit's going viral. Well, you've offered a hundred thousand dollars and nobody yet. I mean, I've been looking for the video because I need some money. I mean, you it know, ain't like, out there. You know if I saying? can't find it. So wait, but what happened though? I, all I'm seeing is the aftermath and videos. No, money. so look, this is really what happened. So by the way, you don't have a scratch on your bro, face. So bro, listen, listen. So I had well. The dude that with the altercation with it, right, he had texted me, right? So he spoke his piece, but I didn't really take him serious because he used to work for me. But mm. he texted you like talking crazy? Yeah, he was talking crazy, but I didn't take him serious because he used to work for me. Like, he, he used to bodyguard my, my, my kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, when I see him, I talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That simple. 
he wasn't a dude that I've like, he's a threat, some shit like that, because he was really like family, right? So when he saw me, right, he got off. Like got off his swung? He swung once. Really? Swung one time, right? Wow. Like as soon as you seen him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't even know. Not because what it was, we was coming in, right? That takes a lot of courage. No, we was coming in. We was all coming in. We already running late. I got like 20 minutes to get games mm-hmm. for the stage, trailer. And my wife and kids is over there, so I'm kind of focusing on that. So I really wasn't how I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? So when he saw me, he got off, right? I didn't know he got off till he got off, right? So it kind of pissed me off because it was like one of them, you know, you pick up your little badass nephew and hit you in the face, <laughs> right? So by the time I realized what was going on, right, my homeboy on the side of me, Cuban Rob, he get off, mm-hmm. right? But dude's making his retreat already, mm-hmm. right? So what y'all seeing on the footage is like the second half, because we know which area he ran mm-hmm. into, but the security swarmed so goddamn much, mm-hmm. then they know who I am, and now other people's coming. Mm-hmm. Big homie, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? I'm trying to get back to the area where I think he is, like the LAPD, and search. They ain't let me back there. <laughs> right, and then and then it was a gentleman there, and I got to issue an apology to him. His name was Milk. Mm-hmm. He's from the dude neighborhood. Now, Milk came over there on the bus with me. So now my mind is racing. I'm Thinking like, oh shit, up. you did, you was the eyes. You know what I mean? Like, cause it was like he was in a perfect you, position. You trying to put it all together. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to put it all together, right? So when I see Milk, Milk see me, he really don't know how to react because I'm in rage right now, <laughs> right? And he like, what going on? Milk, get away from me, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm thinking it was a conspiracy, it was a setup, but it wasn't. So since then I've talked to Milk and I apologize to Milk. You know, Milk is like one of my little nephews. I got real love for him. So um, that's really all that was. was but did he simple. hit you and run? No, he hit me and run. He got a good one in. Really? And I'm kind of like, kind of like glad he did it because I always ask myself, because, you know, I get off first. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I get off here. I'm five, so yeah. So but dude wait, like wait, 300 I'm... pounds, so I always question, like, could you handle one of them? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like a bad night, but a good night. Because I'm like, shit, I ate that. But I've seen how you move, though. I, I, do you think you, you got caught slipping? Because you don't move like that. No, it that. really wasn't. No, you you always slipping. have your family, no, but what, you always have some. No, what, no, what it was was, it, what it was was, shit happened. You know, I put game on the show last minute. Mm-hmm. I was last minute moving thing. fast. So we was moving so damn fast. People got separated right, from where they were supposed to be. Usually when I'm moving, I'm not worried about what's going on back here because people back there. The people that are supposed to have been back there wasn't back there because they ended up stopping with Blueface somewhere else to make sure he was all right. Uh, okay. So in my mind, I'm not knowing because protocols, they on my heels. Mm-hmm. They'd have been where they were supposed to have been. It would have never happened. Mm-hmm. And then I'm walking on the outside, and my other man is on the inside of me, which I should have been on the inside. He on the outside. So it was just a, it was a breakdown of how it happened. You know what? It's probably good that it happened that way because if my man was that mad, it's probably a good thing I didn't run into him anywhere else because the setup was different and then it gets it gets drastic. Is, is everything clear now? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, like it ain't the internet is making this up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I'm not. I've, I've already spoken to the to, to the gentleman. Mm-hmm. He called me. He called me apologizing and let me know where his head was at and this is that and other. So, you know, it ain't no big deal like that. And I got a lot of relationships over there, but 
people feed into the internet. They're like, oh, oh, this is what's going on. And I got to speak on it because I don't know who I this mean, dude is beefing wha- with. Listen, yeah, yeah, whack, yeah. whack getting jumped is like, it's like Donald no, that, that Trump ain't. getting impeached. No, it wasn't no jump. But see, no, I mean, I mean, if it would It wouldn't have been no more rolling loud. <laughs> that, that, that shit, that's over with. Like, it's like we fight 50 deep back there. Like, and a lot of people that's back there that didn't have to come with me still with me. So, so my team, these are two of the three people on the Hollywood Unlocked social media. Yeah. So, of course, when it happens, the text comes across. Whack 100 jump. I said that didn't happen. It is must be April. It was April. Come on, man. <laughs> I continued, got my artist to the stage and everything I needed to do. I went on my little hunt, couldn't find him back to business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just all that I'm was. I'm glad everything settled. I, I think what was crazy is to see you had altercation with Mike Tyson. I think that was crazy than see. You know, that. I went on the podcast trying <laughs> like, to get wait, punched. I did on, you get off first? Like I, I went on the Mike? Po- I went on the podcast yeah, look, after trying to get punched. Hey, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> if any human being, <laughs> right, gonna act like Mike was wouldn't make them nervous. They crazy as hell. I'm five seven. I do not box. I squabble. I attack. So shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mike Tyson because he gave me a break. No, I ain't finna take a hundred percent of that credit. I'd be less than a real nigga to do that. But you, Mike, you, know you Mike Frenchie, you guys have been friends for a while. You no, know, Frenchie, my you brother, family, Frenchie. Yeah. Frenchie, I trust Frenchie with the life of my, of my of my family, my kids. You know what I mean? And Mike, Mike's a great dude. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a I'm a Mike Tyson fan. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, uh, that is the only footage crazy. this year that I've actually tried to find that I can't find nowhere. That's just heart. Look, brother, all that come down to is just having the heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just gonna give you a little advice. Let the fear drive a little of the heart. Yeah. The hit is a little strong. <laughs> this just be it real. You well, know I always what I mean? told people back in the day, I don't I, I don't have a lot of heart, but I'll shoot your ass first because I'm afraid. Nah, to get Jason killed. talk shit. He ain't talk shit <laughs> that's to how me. I met. That's the first time I see Jason is fucking. Yo, to listen, fight at I'm, this I'm party. sitting here tripping like I'll be bad with stuff. So what else the hell? That wasn't you. I was at Revolt, real. No, no, what was before? I'm, 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 I'm seeing him with somebody else hosting something. He used to be right. the host of Revolt Live here in it LA. It was just Revolt. Yeah. It was Revolt, real ninety two three, the radio station. I remember you was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I came yeah. up there a couple yeah. times. So that was just those two things. Yeah, probably that you gotcha. remember. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, <laughs> I don't talk shit to you. I have fun with Wack because. When people talk about whack, they're just so afraid of them. I'm like, you should be afraid of them, but I really feel like you said earlier, if you're on the cool side or yeah. you you cool, you don't have a problem. Man, I'm approachable. I do a lot of good deeds for people. I talk to people. You know, I help the youngsters. But you did call me one time. You said, why the fuck is Shaq calling me about you? I said, uh, I can fix it. <laughs> you're like, let me call know, you back you and see what I can fix. You know, that's my brother. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I let me, let me call you back. I'm like, damn. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now it's like I got two people I did with my brother right here. But, so I got it like, Jay, what you doing? Because I know Jason. He get on some bullshit. He get conniving and devious. Look at so, this laugh he got. Nah, it's real, bro. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I do respect you, and I, that's why I wanted to interview you. One, because, like, yeah, there's the viral moments and all that, but behind the scenes, if people could really see you with your kids and your wife and and see Cash. Cash is a cool motherfucker. Yeah, Wack yeah. is a cool motherfucker until yeah, you get yeah. on the other side of it. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, my other side is just I'm just protective. Mm. Like, bro, like, really, just a short time, we met each other, right? It could be tomorrow. If I seen something going on with you at the corner, I'm going to stop. I'm going to defend you because it's like I just was with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you wrong, we're going to talk about that shit later. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to stand with you right or wrong. <laughs> but if you wrong, we're going to talk about it later because it's might not time to talk about it now because shit going on. But I'm just one of those type of people, man, that where I'm never going to I'm not, I'm not going to be Hollywood. He know that. Yep. He know that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care who I'm with. Jason, what's up, bro? Yeah. 
they be like, yo, why can't that? What you mean? What you say? Because I embarrass you. Gangster, this dude asked me if you gay. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my dog. I fuck with him. I fuck with him. I don't care. I feel like, for real, any straight man, mm-hmm. right, who's uncomfortable around a gay man, that's because you got tendencies. That's facts. You confused. That's I walked into a video shoot one day and Wax said, you know why I like him? Because his ass will tell you he's gay and like, and he started naming other people, which we ain't going to get into today. Because <laughs> the thing about you, you do say whatever the fuck you want to say, and you're unapologetic. Yeah. I wish more people were like that. This is the last question I'm going to ask you. What up? I think it's kind of changed, but maybe not. I don't know. But for a while, it seemed like celebrities were buying like the street shit. Like, is it? I know they can buy protection. Buying but, a package? But buying in like the way 6 9 did is a different level of buying in. I think it's different when yeah. you get support. Because there's a lot of people that you wouldn't know have support, they got it, but then there's the people that act like they're from the streets. What, is that still permissible or is that still happening? I mean, it's definitely going to happen because it's like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, it's very few mainstream real gangster rappers. A lot of the people that's mainstream gangster rapping is the persona and the people around them. Mm. And when you look up, let's say it's your little nephew, you know he ain't really that, but. He hollering with y'all hollering on the block, but it's a five million dollar deal on the table. Mm-hmm. Shit, the homies gonna get behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're gonna eat off that. Yeah, definitely. So you know, and they look at it as representing. I mean, money has brought many things over the years. Sex, goddamn um, uh, um, popularity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for some people, freedom. Damn right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we know. But listen, man, we got preachers. I was doing shit to kids, and you know, next thing you know, it went away. They settled with the family, twenty mm-hmm. million. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, that's just really what it's about. And everybody trying to find their way, man. Did you put Ray J in position to run Death Row? Um, first of all, Death Row is owned by E1 Music, my oh, distribution oh, company. Oh, okay, okay, right. So, um, but I know ain't nothing happening with Death Row without you. De- so. Death Row is run by uh, all the music and all that is controlled by E1 Music, which is my distribution company. That's where games last. Yeah, yeah. Four or five albums. That's, I just did an imprint deal up on the 100 ENT. I just signed up Hispanic act out of um, Hawthorne area. The Coyotes, another little kid out of Kansas City. Flash Gotti. Like I'm still running um, Cash Money West. We got Blueface over there. A few more people coming in. Games still up under the E1 umbrella. So I'm probably like the first dude to. Kind of run three labels at the same time. See, people don't realize the business behind. I mean, there's a whole business brand behind. This. And we got incredible diapers coming. I did a branding deal with Nick Cannon. I created my own diaper. See, me that's and my the wife. whack. I, I know the business. Man, man, I, yeah, I, me I, and my wife. Yeah, I saw, my, I saw. But whack. you know what? See, you talking that shit. But look, nephew, <laughs> let something come your way that's a little too much for you to handle. It's not your lane. Yeah. You know, like, unk, I need to holler at you. Mm-hmm. What happened? Like you go, no, look, I met the chick. I didn't know I did what I did. Come to find out, her baby daddy was doing ten years. He just got out, and he want to kill me. Yeah, real shit. Now it's the other white guy to address that. I can't go in the other way. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's a lot of side. I'm, I'm, I'm a little unique because I can turn it on and off depending on whatever it is. Yeah, and that's just all it is. But you know. In the day, I, I love who love me. I fuck with who fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like it man- management with insurance. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, mean, <laughs> I saw you with uh, Nick Cannon on this show, and you said, you know, we got you out here, Nick. I said, oh, nah, I man. Let me tell you something. Leave Nick alone. You get <laughs> fucked up playing with me. I fuck with Nick. Yeah, it's a lot of people outside of myself got major love for Nick. Nick does. He's a, a good lot. person. Nick helps a lot of people out. He does a lot of things for people. Nick is one of those people. Nick, big boy, you know, a few people like that. 
you don't want to fuck with. Jason Lee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you need to have a gay, like the token gay dude. Well, like. like, see what you, Jason? <clears throat> I might have to let you had a fight and we supervise it <laughs> because you really be doing some bullshit sometimes. <laughs> but we gonna make sure it don't go sure far. You, yeah, you ain't gonna be like, listen, y'all ain't gonna jump on him. Actually, look, Jason, which one? I'm, you gotta pick which one you wanna fight. And there you go. Hey, man, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you always showing me love. And anytime you wanna come up here, if you have time. Nah, I got you. Let's, yeah. I mean, let's make the thing bigger, man. Let's we need to take this for a while because y'all keep it real up here. Nah, for sure. I appreciate you. All right, we out. Peace. Peace. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome you do yours and marchers to the beat of any drum. At Starbucks, we know that wellness has a lot more to do with finding your unique journey than following the latest trends. That's why we have something for every taste, every craving, every mood, and every you. Like our new coconut milk latte and almond milk honey flat white. Because no two journeys are the same. And what makes it right is that it's yours.